Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Erin Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast, my podcast about immigrants and immigration and everything in between. Thank you for listening and downloading the show, and thank you for supporting my dad. Welcome back, Immigrant Nation. Another week, another great episode. You know how I love to start every episode each week, and that is how I love thanking you, my faithful listeners. To be honest, I can't thank you enough on how much support you guys are giving me and this podcast. I really, really appreciate it. For the ones that are new here, I'd like to welcome you to our community. I hope you like it enough that you will stay and subscribe to the podcast. Speaking of subscribe, An Immigrant's Life is available on all podcasting platforms, even on YouTube. After subscribing, I'd also appreciate if you could leave us a short and sweet review and a five-star rating, as that's the best way to get An Immigrant's Life to be featured and be introduced to more listeners. Currently, I am only doing an audio podcast, but recently, I've been considering of incorporating video as well. That's still under deliberation, but I'd like to know what you guys think. Should I start doing videos too? Let me know what you guys think. Reach out to me on Instagram and Facebook. My handle is at animmigrantslife, or you can also send me an email at animmigrantslife at yahoo.com. I'd love to know what you guys think. Enough about me. Now, let's talk about the episode. This week, I spoke to a fabulous guest. He reminded me that trying to control things that you can't control is futile and that you should just breathe. I think I've said enough. So, without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today's guest is a fashionista, a food blogger, and the co-creator of Jakarta. The reincarnation of Ibu Pertiwi. Everyone, <laughs> please welcome Clay Clemens. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> That's the reference from RuPaul. <laughs> How's everybody doing? By the way, before we, I forget, thank you for coming on the podcast, Clay. I really do appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. I am so looking forward to this and I'm so happy that finally we make this happen. Hey, you know, sometimes we have to move things a little bit, you know. <laughs> Before we get into it, why don't you tell the Immigrant Nation where they can reach you or if you want to promote anything? Yeah, of course. So uh, if you'd like to see uh, my personal life, you know, you could follow my Instagram uh, at Clay Clements. But if you like to following uh, me and my boyfriend's uh, food uh, journey or experience, especially in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, uh, it's called Jakarta. So it's like Jakarta because my boyfriend is a Jewish guy. So it's like Jakarta. I think it's, you know, explain it by itself. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I love this name. It's so creative <laughs> and it's so perfect because it encompasses like exactly like you said, like uh, your boyfriend is Jewish and then you from Jakarta, it's just BAM! <laughs> Thank you. Who thought of the name? I did. Well, it's so funny because uh, Michael is uh, is the writer in our relationship, you know. He... Uh, 
he knows how to write, you know, he writes things beautifully and you will be able to see that on Jakarta's uh, Instagram for sure. Uh, but then, you know, uh, we kind of like banter ideas and all. And then I just like comes in second and it's like Jakarta. And then he said, I should be retired as a writer because you just got that in seconds. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's well done. I, I love that. And <laughs> like I said, like Jakarta is like, Michael is the writer, he's, you know, yeah. and you're the face, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I mean, you know, I am uh, the photographer too. Uh, yeah, I kind of like, I try to bring like a little bit of personality to it, you know, mm. as you can tell that I don't have any personalities. Oh yeah, zero, <laughs> zero. I show my wife your video and she's like, he's not like this all the time, right? I'm like, well, kind of push a little bit, but pretty much the same thing. Well, after this chat, you will be able to tell back to her, you know, how am I? <laughs> yeah, she's, you're like super lively and positive. Uh, thank you. So, as I mentioned before, let's just have some background with you. I know you're from Indonesia. I, I know you said Jakarta, but were you born in Jakarta? Yes, I was born and raised in uh, Jakarta. Uh, I mean, my parents' background, uh, they came from outside of Jakarta. So my dad uh, was from North Sumatra, in uh, from Medan. And then my mom uh, was from uh, Central Java. So yeah, and they kind of like immigrated uh, to the capital city. And all of uh, siblings of mine uh, were born and raised in Jakarta. Mm. Your name, it's not Jakartan, it's not Indonesian name. Did <laughs> you westernize know, your I name? Mean, no, well, no, yes, I mean, in a way, uh, my my actual, my legal name actually even unusual for Indonesian people. I think it's very Batakanese, like for a North uh, Sumatran, I think. Uh, but yeah, a clay... Uh, I made it myself. Uh, it was the whole story, actually, uh, from um, from my university life. But you know, it just sticks with me, and I love like it. It spells differently than actual clay, you know, <laughs> or common clay, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, my first legal name is quite hard to remember. It's difficult, and it's mm-hmm. it's just. You know, not a lot of people will be able to pronounce that correctly. So might as well. It's 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 you know, Clay Clement is a lot better. You know, it's like yeah. uh, OnlyFans. You know, <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> but so no, no, for sure, no, I don't have one. <laughs> that's that's that, that's just typical immigrant story. You know, like if, especially if you have the ethnic name, you come to a Western country and they're like, "What's your name?" and they'll change it. Right. You know. Right. I don't have an ethnic name. I wish I have an ethnic name. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't have, you know, I mean, I get, uh, I spoke to a guest recently saying, uh, I had some people that goes up to me and say like, hey, uh, what's your what's your name? And I said, I still have my name, Aaron. And they'll be like, no, 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 what's your name? Mm. They wanted to know the the, right. the Asian name, I guess, the ethnic name. Like, no, no, <laughs> that's my name, dude. Because I don't, <laughs> the funny thing, I, I, there's one thing I like that I wanted to talk to you is like, Philippines and Indonesia is right there. Like, we're literally yeah. neighbors. Actually, if I see people from Indonesia, I'll say, that's my people right there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. even though I know they're from Indonesia, I'm like, well, pretty much the same thing, the same look, you know what I mean? But yeah. the thing is, we don't know anything about each other, you know? Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's so funny that you say that because I always get that uh, kind of uh, idea, you know, by Filipinos like all the time, probably like 90% of the time when people look at me, mm. you know, they would ask me if I were a Filipino. And of course, you know, I'm not. And um, but yeah, it's to me, it's like we have like this same like very similar bone structures and all mm. i mean know, perfect our- bone structure you mean <laughs> <laughs> well yes <laughs> and you know our accent is quite similar to each other too mm-hmm. uh so yeah um i mean i don't know uh i also i honestly don't know uh, a lot about uh philippines even though like you said it's like neighbors and all mm-hmm. uh Well, I know for sure that, you know, you guys love fish, you know, we love fish too. Like, you know, mm. as, as our, let's say, living in a, uh, in a country we're surrounded by uh, oceans and all, of course, mm. that's like one of our most uh, popular communities. But yeah, um, that's all I know. And, mm. and I feel like there's, there's so much, there's a lot more, uh, Filipino community here in uh, in Vancouver than Indonesia. Yeah, I don't. To be honest, I don't know much about Indonesians immigrating. Mm, yeah, well, that's the thing. Uh, I think uh, a lot of Indonesians are very comfortable uh, with how they live and where they are right now. We just like stay, usually stay uh, within uh, Indonesia, and mm. it's, it's like it's like for example, my family like. None of my family, let's say, I don't know, two, three generations, you know, never, like none of them like have lived outside of Indonesia until myself, you know. Mm. Wow, and that's, that's also like another story, but yeah. <laughs> that's so interesting because a Filipinos, as soon as you're born, the reason why you go to college is to take a course that you could bring outside the country. And it's just mm. our, you know, our culture to travel. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure uh, about that. I mean, obviously, like, my family never encourage any of us to even, like, work or live outside of Java Island, let's say. You know, mm-hmm. they were not really encouraged. I remember uh, when, when I was actually dating this guy uh, in Bali. Mm. And uh, I was still in the middle of university and uh, I traveled like back and forth Jakarta and Bali. And my mom at that time was just like, oh, you know, how long you'll be there for, you know, uh, please don't find any jobs in in Bali. You know, <laughs> I'm still here, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, okay, I'm just visiting for a few days. But of course, <laughs> if I had a chance to like, get a job in Bali, I would love to. Hmm. But it's just like thinking that my mom wouldn't uh, wouldn't bless me with that kind of like choice. Of course, it set me back, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Take us back to your childhood. What type of kid were you? Were you always been like this, like lively and active? <laughs> yeah, I would say. Yeah, I think so. I mean, compared to Compared to my, uh, I have one brother and four sisters. Uh, they're they're all like older than me because I'm the youngest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my older brother uh, maybe a little bit more rebellious in a, in um what is it like you know like being just did drugs did like uh, you know 
drank and got drunk and everything you know when when he was younger but to me i was more like rebellious in a way that i translate that uh, translate all of that into kind of like performances and mm-hmm. more like um i created like a I don't know, like a a play or something, or being rebellious that I don't want to study and uh, so much that, but I want to be creative all the time. And I think that's, you know, that's still in me, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I'm still like this, you know, crazy person who always like, let's say an, an attention whore. That's what <laughs> they call me, oh I guess. <laughs> Without even trying, I didn't try anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You're more of like a social rebellious. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love, uh, I love being, uh, being uh, social, and uh, you know, being loved by people around me, of course, mm. and and really see that love, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, growing up in Indonesia, where, where, by the way, where are you? Muslim? What's your religion? I was raised. Uh, I was raised Catholic. Catholic, oh, that's so yeah. rare there, no? <laughs> yep, yep, very, very rare, yeah. Who was in the family that decided to, you know what, we're going to the other team? Well, uh, my dad was uh, born and raised Catholic, and then uh, my mom uh, was originally Muslim and converted to uh, Christianity uh, for my dad. And yeah, and we all, all we knew was uh, being Catholic. Was there um, oppression towards Catholics there from the Muslim community? Mm, maybe indirect, indirectly, yes, I would say mm. so. You know, you uh, you always felt different when you uh, when you were kids. You know, growing up, and you're not like uh, doing the fasting. You know, during Ramadan mm. or like maybe have a long school break. Uh, you know, because I think. At that time, uh, when you're Muslim, especially when you go to public school, mm-hmm. uh, you will have you would have like a full month, uh, you know, break uh, for for fasting uh, during Ramadan uh, month until eat. And I didn't get that because I went to uh, Catholic school as well; it's private school. So uh, yeah, it's just like making sure that I don't uh, I don't eat like in front of them and everything. And then uh, the joy of like uh, breaking the, you know, be, uh, be, uh, like, what was it? Like, um, uh, like a very early breakfast that uh, that they do before they uh, go through the day uh, with fasting again, you know? Yeah. So of course uh, there, there was certain kind of like difference that, Uh, indirectly I felt but oppression wise I think um, it has becoming more common at the moment I Mm. feel like okay because I know in the Philippines the majority are Christians Catholics right Mm -hmm. and the people from the south the the Muslim are in the south and there there are conflict endless conflict and since obviously the Catholics are the majority you know we oppress the muslims it's a reverse yeah you know? yeah exactly yeah. i mean not so much i don't think that there there is so much oppression like in jakarta as a capital city i think people who were there 
uh, we're pretty open-minded and, you know, kind of appreciate each other. Uh, but it's just like in a small a town, so I feel like that it was so obvious, but then they didn't get like the publicity that they should. So, mm-hmm. so you know, it, it, it got worse because it was not seen. So it's the only thing that we could do is, it's, you know, to 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 put a spotlight on it when we can uh but unfortunately it always involves some kind of uh number of uh victims and everything to 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 be seen so mm-hmm. that's what's unfortunate about that when was the last time you're home i was home in 2019 i believe mm. so just right before the pandemic happened lucky oh, i know <laughs> yeah that was the last travel actually that i did Mm. I went back to the Philippines 2019 as well. Oh, yeah, and awesome. you haven't gone back ever since? Well, yeah, because of the pandemic. Uh, to be honest, I've been lazy. I'm like, it's a lot of work, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite far like from from Eastern Canada to Philippines. Like, I mean, at least you would need like two stops maybe to like yeah. break the travel time even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would prefer to have one stop. Yeah, me it's too. a longer flight, but I felt I feel like it's long, it's faster. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's right. So, growing up, what, how was your uh, social economic there? Uh, your situation as a family? Uh, well, I uh, I don't think uh, I can't say that I I came from uh, you know from a wealthy, well-off family. Uh, I think my my parents worked very hard to. Uh, to be able to send us to school and uh, and had the had the life that we had before, you know, it, 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 we were not like poor. We were just like enough, you know. We we, we were blessed and we were, um, but still very respected. Like especially when uh, when my dad was very active uh, at church, um, he was well respected in the community at church. So yeah, I mean. Uh, generally speaking, if if we wanted to compare where I lived uh, in the neighborhood, uh, we would say that our family uh, was was you know was not was not poor. Mm-hmm. But then compared to like probably generic um, Canadian, uh, yeah, Canadian or like uh, even like you know to be able to uh, support the standard living in Jakarta mm-hmm. maybe right now you know you would you would put that like a little bit under the line mm, that sucks yeah. so yeah. so you're active in the church right you as well personally yes i was yeah but very active you are <laughs> you know church and you know being gay they don't mix <laughs> That's true. That's true. Like, this is something that uh, we never spoke of, you know. Uh, yeah, we. I, I never I never came out to my friends. I never came out, you know, in the community that I'm gay. I'm just being how, how I am right now. Maybe I'm gayer than I was before <laughs> right now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, probably it was just maybe 5% more right now. But, uh, but yeah, I, I never really... I never really had the uh, a problem to kind of hide myself from people because I was afraid to be seen as a gay person. No, mm-hmm. uh, again, I think this is also 
one of the gifts and blessing that I had uh, to to be able to like push through uh, by my personalities and also uh, kind of like the the creative side of me. I love doing things. I love to be uh, to be in front of the people. I love public speaking and those mm. kind of thing that. You know, people at church appreciated about me, and they mm. used me to it. But then, of course, there's gonna be like some people who made me uncomfortable about it and everything, you know, and made things difficult. But you know, uh, to me, it was okay. Uh, there was nothing that I could handle that I that kind of like burden, you know, my my days. Like, oh, you know, I felt discouraged. No, because I think I felt like. I didn't have a sort of, um, I didn't, I, sh- I shouldn't kind of explain myself to people for their benefit. Mm. I just have to, I just have to be myself and for them to see how I am. And it's like, take it or leave it. It's okay. You know, mm. and I don't owe you anything. And I try just to be nice and kind to Uh, to other people and I think that's my principle as long as you keep doing it I will be just fine regardless Mm. what's the response back from other people it's not my business even though you hear whispers from them oh yeah 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 Yeah, of course of Mm. course I I heard it but it just proved my uh, it just it's a proof to myself that I probably have done something right for other people and they try to find something they get to say about me, you know, because it's boring to be all great all the times. So that's what <laughs> I feel. <laughs> no, uh, no, in, in seriousness though, uh, I also had a great uh, support system around mm-hmm. me and those people at church uh, that I hung out with, and appreciated me and accepted me the way I was, they are still in my life mm. right now. That's beautiful. Yeah. When did you realize that you want to play for the other team, if you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if I decided to. but it was, No, when did you re- was, realize? Oh, when I realized, I guess it depends... Uh, on how you say it, like if you meant that, you know, I I always like had girlfriends like around me, like you know, friends who are girls. Mm. I had that since I was like very young, like five years old or something like that. But mm. I started to kind of like dig deeper into sex sexuality. Uh, I think I was probably in elementary school elementary school i had a crush with uh uh one of my good friends at that time mm-hmm. and you know it was it was it 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 made me so happy uh on my birthday that he kissed my chick <laughs> like the, yeah seriously i don't know why i don't know why he did that but mm. he 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 did it i'm sure that he he won't he won't remember about it right now but it just stuck with me and it just made me like happy and the cloud <laughs> nine it was so insane it's like oh my god what was that like 
How was that about? I mean, yeah, I would love to do it again, please. <laughs> <laughs> More of that, please. More yes. service. So yes. I like what you said, okay? So in the Philippines, there's gay guys doesn't hook up with gay guys. Hmm. They will hook up with heterosexual men. Because oh. they, they, yeah, because they, they think, at least most of the gay, and I grew up with gay guys, I mean, mm-hmm. a, a lot of them, they mm-hmm. say, there's a joke that they say, oh, they have the same blood, that same green blood. That's what they say. They're like, oh, I won't hook up with them because he's gay too. Is that the same oh. in Indonesia? Uh, well, I don't know because I haven't explored that much. Okay. <laughs> No, no, but you I said mean, you dated someone in uh, Indonesia. Yeah, but you know, I my 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 interest is always uh, with Caucasian uh, people, generally mm. speaking. And uh, yeah, I never had any relationships with uh, Indonesians or any uh, Asian men. Mm. Uh, it's always with Caucasian men. And uh, at that time, again, like you know, I. I was open, but not really open. So I tried to, you know, uh, see options, obviously, with uh, with dating apps and everything. And, and yeah, and, you know, I never really knew how, how was gay life at that time because I, I wasn't open enough and made me feel comfortable enough to go out there and looking for it, but instead, I'm kind of keep it to myself. But uh, looking in a uh, in a bush, let's say, like let's say you know you're behind behind the uh, the camera, behind the monitor, behind your computer. You know, you try to look for it, including the dating apps. And thankfully, at that time, it was you know uh, we had internet, so there was something that I was grateful for as well, being being gay in a very conservative country like Indonesia. Hmm. I like that you said that because my next question is, I heard that you were into catfishing. <laughs> oh, wow. Where did you hear this? <laughs> Don't worry about it. I, I got people. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about that if you don't mind. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so again, like, because obviously uh, it wasn't very easy uh, being gay, like openly gay. So, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was trying to, I was trying to get to know guys, uh, but I wasn't so sure where to look to particularly fine gay man. Hmm. So at that time, it was just like a regular chat rooms, you know, with regular guys. So, so I just wanted to like get a sense of, I think what Caucasian men emotionally and, uh, uh, you know, uh, their mindsets and everything. Hmm. I just want to pick up to it because Look-wise, appearance-wise, yes, I know that I am so into Caucasian men, but I just want to get, you know, uh, their uh, their brain on it, like how how they see like Asian uh, person, and I'm saying person because obviously they didn't know that I was a guy, you know, they knew that I was a girl and everything, 
so it was kind of like my middle safe zone to kind of like coming out of my cocoon. Hmm. I want to get to know uh, the culture of Western people, you know, from them. But on the other hand, I don't want to openly come out to look for uh, for gay men that I know that I'm interested in, just because it will be so much to handle to to you know to uh, to learn about other people's culture as well as still getting to know my own sexuality mm-hmm. so yeah were you scared was that because you're scared of you know socially that you know gay guys are not really accepted in indonesia that's why you're doing it other than the i understand what you're saying about thinking how uh, westernized men the white man looks at asian people mm-hmm. 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 Uh, afraid <laughs> I think I I'm just being very ca- I was just being very cautious probably you know uh, I just wanted to make sure that I felt comfortable with myself first mm-hmm. and with what I wanted first mm-hmm. before I actually put myself out there mm-hmm. so like talking to like a straight guy it's kind of like my process to get to know my sexuality and my interests and my, mm. um, you know, uh, my curiosity. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't have yeah. a way to find out, oh, I actually like this or I don't like this part. So that's what yeah. you were doing. Yeah. As far as I know that I am interested in men and at that, at that time, of course, my, man's, my mindset was, how could I attract like another like gay man, I I didn't know about that, and and I didn't even know what 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 I like at that time in terms mm. of the kind of gay man that I like. You know, I mm. I didn't I didn't know any of it. So like I said, this is this is like a happy medium for me to starting like coming out of my cocoon. Mm-hmm. So you were pretending you're a woman talking to a straight man. So there yes. was no hooking up. What happens if no. they say? What happened if they say, "Hey, send me a picture"? Well, that's uh, the porn sites are for. <laughs> <laughs> and at sir, that, time, that is you know, illegal, sir. <laughs> hey, you know, as long as you know you crop that nicely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I I collected that and I saved that on my. At that time, it was still like a. What is it called? A floppy disk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that how you call it? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I saved it there, and I always brought it everywhere. So when they ask for that, I don't know why. I think I don't know. I don't know how they. When I think back about it, I feel like that those pictures were so fake. Like it was. It was too professionally done, mm. and I don't know how those guys believed me. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe, so, or maybe they're on the other side too, like, you know, trying to, I don't know, just to prob- believe, make believe. Probably, but, you know, uh, it, it just tells, you know, uh, they just showed me uh, 
showed me what I wanted and what I didn't want mm. in a way, like in, in, in terms of like personality or kind of like how somebody uh, will carry themselves to other person. Because they will, they would have no problem talking about sex. They were, they they had no problem like put themselves on the camera, you know, to strangers to me, uh, even though they thought that I was uh, a woman. But it's still like wow, it it was it was something new to me. But it it felt good to me. <laughs> but it was just like whoa, this is something new to me that I that I never experienced. So. I just got comfortable with it at the time, you know, to uh, to pretend myself as a woman. Mm-hmm. You don't have any gay people in your community, or at least like you kind of feel like, hey, this guy's gay. Well, of course, like uh, I knew like a couple friends of mine uh, in junior high. Uh, I knew them, but me being me, you know, I, I was, uh, I always like joke about them. I actually tease them, you know, it's like internalized homophobia, right? Mm. So you try to like hide yourself, but then kind of like tease the other person for being what you actually are. So that's how I was. And, and that's all I knew about it because what I learned from them you know, the body language or uh, and everything, it's the things that I didn't want to show to other people. The you feminine know? movements. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Soft right. movements, yeah. Okay. But I think, you know, I, fa- I felt that miserably. <laughs> I couldn't hide it. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier, I don't know if I understood clearly, you never came out to your family? No, uh, well, no, uh, that was a lie. I came out to uh, two of my sisters, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were all five, all of course, you know, they, uh, it was hard for them to, you know, to accept that at first. Uh, really? I think- Seriously? I'll be like, yeah, yeah Clay, I know. <laughs> no, well, of course they knew, but they didn't want the confirmation, right? It's mm-hmm. always like that. It's the denial part of them. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, to me, I I say that because I just had to say it uh, for the sake of like, I need them to understand why I moved to Canada because mm-hmm. they couldn't just like see me like move to, to, uh, to Canada, uh, you know, by myself and try to build a life here with nobody around me. So I wanted them to also see there's other person in Canada that could you know, uh, that uh, show them that I will be fine here. Mm. Okay. So, so yeah, uh, just a couple of my sisters, but then the other ones, I never really declared that I am, mm-hmm. but I feel it's pretty clear that I, uh, that I am that person and they have stopped asking me to get married soon <laughs> so i think there was a way there, there, i think it was it was their way to kind of like acknowledge you know what just you know let him do whatever he needs to do and he would like to do uh and because i just showed them how how happy i am living the way i do right now in canada yeah because that's who you are <laughs> you know like I don't know it's just like 
and let's say if you were my brother, right, or sister, whatever you want to be addressed to, I'll be like, yeah, Clay, I know. Can we move on? Let's <laughs> let's eat something. Yeah, well, I guess it's it's more like about uh, about. I'm pretty sure this is not only Indonesians, but most of uh, Asian people would think the same. It's about like putting face. Yeah. Right. Put up with a face. So we uh, we would feel embarrassed if if we know one of our family members is unusually something else. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they wouldn't they they would they, they wouldn't want other people to 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 judge, let alone judge them. Maybe judge that person. Who is different? Mm. Let's say for them to hear other people to talk about me negatively, mm. you know. But I think it's because it depends on the person. Like for me, you know, I don't, I don't really mind about other people who talk negatively about me, and I think they kind of see it right now, and they just kind of change their perception and the way they see things in life, mm. and it's uh, for better things for me. Definitely. I have another question because it's this is one of the things that I, I always want to ask other Asian countries. So mm-hmm. in the Philippines, there's an idea that homosexuality is acquirable through genes and your environment. Is that the same case in Indonesia? I think so, yeah. yeah Absolutely. Yeah, people are like, oh, because he has an uncle that is gay, that's why he's gay. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, uh, none of my family were gay as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was brought up in such a masculine kind of environment, actually. You know, uh, it's very uh, patriarchy. Is that, mm-hmm. is that the word? Patriarchal. Yes, yeah. Uh, so, so it's like, like the woman has to be uh, in the kitchen, like cooking or anything. And then the guy has to make sure that uh, we get good jobs to be able to provide things like that. So, mm. yeah. And, and this is like another, another proof to them that it has nothing to do with it. You know, it, it, it has nothing to do with your environment. I mean, uh, it's so broad. It's so, it's so, uh, it's so, what is it called? It's, it's, it's just on the surface when 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 you say something like that. It's just because they just want to cover the the deeper roots. You know, it's just easier to say that way. I feel like you mm-hmm. know, without without wanting to learn more. Mm, definitely. So, how did you end up in Canada? Love. <laughs> it was love. Yes. Um, yeah, I uh, I fell in love with a uh, Canadian guy, and uh, I I am so thankful and I'm so grateful. I'm forever grateful for this man in my life, even though we're no longer together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were in a relationship for almost nine years together, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, and that was the reason why. I'm here and I am not afraid to say that if it's not because of him, I wouldn't be here. 
Mm, and I'm not afraid to declare or like state the fact that yeah, I you know I didn't put any effort of whatever like to to study first, like to go through like immigration. Uh, like I mean, you do, of course, you know we went through immigration, but it was not like that difficult for like let's say a single gay person to to try to find a better life in a different countries, you know? Mm. Uh, but yeah, uh, as much as I, uh, as I love, I deserve it, but I feel like still it was such a gift, uh, to me, you know, to, to be able to meet this, this man and brought me here and, uh, we're still good. We're still in touch. And we, um, we promised to each other that, you know, we will be in each other's lives no matter what, unless one of us decided to not see each other, which definitely not coming from me, that's mm. for sure. <laughs> that's nice. But I don't agree with you saying that you didn't do any effort. You had to take care of your beautiful skin, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's how you got him, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, to me, it's more, I mean, you know, it's... Why I said that I why I said that you know uh, I'm not afraid to say that maybe I don't deserve it maybe I do mm-hmm. because I know like some people that don't know uh, me and my relationship in the past could think about why I was in a relationship with this guy it was because I wanted to move to Canada. Yeah, did you get some heat on that? Well. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure there, 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 there was like people who who taught it, who, you know, who taught about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, it's like, you no, know, of course, you know, it's it's normal to do, for people to to think that way. But uh, let's just check the facts. Like, you know, I was I was with him for almost nine years, and you know, I didn't sit around and wait. Uh, just just let him provided me you know, buy his money. Mm-hmm. No, as soon as I got uh, here, I was looking for a job. I started my, you know, uh, I left my my good career back in Indonesia uh, and started from the bottom again uh, as a part-time sales associates and everything. And now that I'm in a management, you know, uh, team uh, in retail. So if they think that I came here uh, I I was in relationship with this man because I wanted to go uh, because I wanted to move out from uh, Indonesia. Well, yeah, sure, it's okay for you to have that perception, but uh, I still love him. Uh, mm-hmm. We're still we're still like you know see each other, and and I think that's enough proof for everybody who ever thought about it to kind of like stop worrying about. Uh, about me and my relationship because the only ones who knew was us. And I truly, truly hope that uh, my ex also felt that way too. Mm -hmm. So you said it earlier, when you came Mm -hmm. to Canada, as you saw, you know, you're more, you could be more free here, right? Did you turn up the gay level kind of deal? You know what I mean? Like you amped it up? (laughs) Well, not really. I think it's sort of, more like 
it's like it it builds my confidence, mm. you know, to 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 see how people accepted me. I'm not I'm not gonna talk about like people who uh, who said like a slur things, you know, um, and like homophobia um, uh, stuff at me. No, because I think I feel like so much love and acceptance more than that. Mm. So yeah, I think it just builds my confidence to be exactly how. How I am, and I never thought about like, oh, you know, uh, I want to be like this or blah blah. But it's just because I was, I'm now exposed to more of like uh, the the lifestyle, you know, the the uh, the popular culture and everything. So, so of course I learned from it and uh, to to better myself, you know. And and it's not that I. That I want to impress anyone about it. It mm-hmm. just, it just how I translate it to other people. Mm-hmm, definitely. When, how did it go down when you said to your family, "By the way, I'm marrying a man." Oh, I no, I I, I wasn't I wasn't married, so I was okay. just like, yeah, I, I was just like in a like a common law relationship. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Well, I just told them that. Uh, that you know, I I'm going to live with this man like from Canada, and mm. uh, thankfully before uh, I move here, uh, I got a chance to to introduce him to uh, you know couple of my family and like mm. spend time together. So it's just my way to kind of like you know what you know I'm learning that you're still learning about uh about my sexuality about about um the perception that they had before because of course like gay person it's very um uh, related to drugs and so on and so on like all the negative things right hiv uh but this is my way to for them to allowing them to learn about myself through this wonderful guy. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, and I think, you know, when I said like, okay, I moved, I will move to Canada because I will live with this guy. They, they had, they had some sort of comfort a little bit mm. because they had a chance to get to know the person that, I was in love with and and it totally helped them to also understand that there was so much more that they didn't know about uh, LGBTQ community and how we are what's the stereotypicals and and they they could see that I am I'm still the same person I'm still like their younger brother who is like lively and you know uh, trying to be creative all the time and into arts into uh, like talks a lot and things like that so there's nothing changed about it they just they just need to learn that uh they just needed to learn that i will be okay and i am okay Mm -hmm. beautiful so they're at peace with your decision you mentioned lgbtq Mm -hmm. which part of the lgbtq community are the one that the community is like these people we don't like these people (laughs) you know like in the letters I'm just joking. In the letters, what do you, you know, mean? You know, like lesbian, gay, bisexual. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I, I, 
I'm a proud gay man. I like. I mean, you know, I I think I I call myself a lady because <laughs> it just it just how how I kind of like would like to be treated, and mm. it's just you know the kind of like movement or kind of like persona that I that I uh, show to people that I'm a lady like even though you know not really when I'm sleeping because I snore or like <laughs> I belch like very hard <laughs> that's funny what's your opinion about the pronouns the pronouns uh I mean I don't have I I don't have any any sort of like strong comments or opinions about it, honestly, because it's like, okay, you wanna, uh, you know, you want to be called that. Okay, great. I will, uh, I will, I will try my best to, to, to do that, you know, to you, but please do not be so judgmental. Uh, if I mispronounce you, because I feel like we, we are all still learning. You know, there are still new things coming up, you know, and the things that we are used to, it takes time for us to get used to. You know what I mean? It's the same like right now, there's so much open-mindedness in LGBTQ community, like from heterosexual people, because things are changing like, you know, uh, slowly and hopefully to be better. And this is one, one change as well that it's still in progress and we will get there. So I think everyone should be very kind, should be very kind to each other and 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 giving the chance and allowing ourselves to understand and and uh, getting used to whatever it is that you prefer to be called yeah i like that just open-minded that hey man this doesn't exist before give me a minute to get used to this yeah yeah absolutely and you know i i made mistakes by calling calling somebody to uh by by her instead of like them or or, or there so and they were so lovely about it, you know. They made sure, like, oh, that's okay, you know. You don't have to feel about it because, you know, uh, it happens. And I always, I always knew them as her before, but now, you know, uh, it changed. So mm. I'm still in the process of getting used to it and learning to, you know, to to make myself always aware that things are changing. Mm-hmm, for sure. How about you personally? What's your pronoun? Him. Yeah, but you said you're a lady. <laughs> I told you it's, it's it's all about it's all about uh, not maybe like about mannerism and also kind of you know the way I I post myself in front of people. Yeah, mm, but I don't. Yeah, yeah, I'm still a him or his. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, right. you know, again, it's like, whatever, you, you can call me anything, like, you know, uh, yeah. people mistaken, mistaken, mistakenly, like, calling me uh, her or she is like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do you have any advice to those people, young, young ones that currently, you know, trying to find their sexuality or trying to find themselves with you know, with struggling with 
their feeling as being gay or possibly lesbian or whatever else? My advice is just one. Breathe. Don't try to force anything into anything. Just breathe. Let yourself breathe. Let yourself just be you. And, you know, it's such cliche, but it's true because don't let other people to tell you, you know, what you should be like. I think you just have to stop thinking about it and just do exactly how you feel about you. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, we're getting there, but let's close out with this. The Jakarta, let's get back because I want to talk about food. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about your amazing food blog. How did it start? When did it start? Why did it start? Well, uh, this project was actually a fun project uh, that was born in November. Yeah, November 2020. Uh, So that was like shortly after things were opening up again after the pandemic and we both lost our jobs. So uh, we always wanted to do Jakarta since we knew each other like the first date, like on the first date, that was like, well, of course, the Jakarta name was not there yet, but we, our love for food and being able to present and put a spotlight on, uh, on the restaurant industry, uh, food and beverages in Vancouver uh, during pandemic, especially uh it was, you know, it was it was always there. And then when we didn't have jobs, that's when it happened. And so this is the great time for us to start doing it. And and yeah, and and I think you know the combination of uh, Michael's skills of, of of writing beautifully and the way I react to uh, to food and and just like you know be myself and with you know a humble skill of my photography also like you know it's 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 getting better and people are getting to know to know us uh, a little better and more so so yeah it started with uh with a takeouts only like a review for takeouts and with a video of like I did like 20 minutes or something like that you know and we sort of like okay, I think that's too long. Let's like make it to uh, to reels, which is like uh, shorter. And uh, I wanted to I wanted to create also a platform uh, for Michael to to be able to use uh, his skill, you know, on the right uh, kind of context because he used to be, uh, you know working as editors uh and all in a in a in, a, in a magazines and um in, in vancouver but then uh he's not anymore so so yeah it's you know i just i just wanted people to also see how how amazing this guy is you know and and i also love photographing food so why not and we have to eat anyway so <laughs> definitely gourmet food what's your opinion about it Gourmet food, not my style. Mm. Not, not really. Uh, I love, I mean, I have to be in the very right mood to, to do gourmet food. But 
I think coming from uh, Indonesia, it's all about street food. It's all about uh, comfort food. I think it's the same with any part uh, in Asia too. Mm-hmm. So I always, but not so much about quantity because I think there there are some cultures that's all about quantity too instead mm-hmm. instead of like uh, quality. Uh, but to me, it's I I just love like homemade food, whatever, like, even though it's probably just tastes like salty, but nothing else, there's, I don't know, there's, there's something about it that just, I guess it's the love, right? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, somebody prepare especially for you, mm-hmm. then, you know, uh, you, you feel that. Yeah, I agree with that. My, my dad is, he's an amazing cook mm-hmm. and he's not selfish with his, with his, um, recipes if you ask him he will give it to you no problem like exactly how he does it he will tell you step by step he will even make you watch him do it but but no one could copy it no one right (laughs) yeah and people always ask him like what's how come you doing it well i'm not doing it well you know and he always says you're forgetting the magic recipe the most important (laughs) and people always say what is it like love yeah you have to cook it with love you have to cook it not for you but for the people that will eat it yep that's that's very true <laughs> nothing's better than homemade food for sure nothing nothing do you cook <laughs> i do a little bit yes are you good <laughs> that's a question well I, I well i don't think that i am eligible to answer that question you have to ask michael about it but i guess as so. far the as critic. i can <laughs> But I, I'm definitely a better cook than Michael, for sure. Okay. So he does the criticism and you're the one who <laughs> I get it. Oh, one yeah. question. Why do you think there's no Michelin star restaurant in Canada? I think they're just talking about it. I think uh, they they will have like the Michelin uh, star team is, I think it's here. I don't know if it's now or, or, or soon enough. And... Uh, they're visiting like Vancouver and Toronto, if I'm mistaken. Hey, and... what happened to Montreal? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, um, uh, I don't know. I think there's 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 so much there's so much uh, kind of type of services that they have to learn. Probably, I definitely never been to like a Michelin star restaurant before. And again, this is not my, my interest, you know, in, in, in trying it in trying one of them, because I feel like, I don't know, there's so much fuss about it. And again, like I said, you could, you could take me to a Michelin star restaurant and then, and side by side with somebody that my mom cooked, probably Mm -hmm. it would definitely, they're not, they're not, they're not worthy. To me, because mm. because to me it has like that sense of uh, emotion with my mom's cooking, even though it's just I don't know maybe maybe just rendang or like uh, uh, chicken curry or something like that. But it's my mom, and you know if I had a chance to taste that once again, you know I would I would choose that over any five Michelin. Michelin stars. I don't care. <laughs> I, amen. I always, I actually was a guest on a uh, radio station, and I was asked by the guest, 
excuse me, that where is the best Filipino food? And I always say, I'm sorry, it's my mom's house. Yeah. You know, I yeah. don't want to send you somewhere and then it won't be good. And that will represent the Filipino food to you if it's not good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Anyways, I think we're there. Uh, before we close out, do you have any last remark or whatever you want to say? Well, I just wanted to say thank you so much again uh, you know, to you, especially to reach out and uh, wanted to get to know me and my life. Uh, it's such a short time just to talk about everything, obviously, mm-hmm. but I really appreciate the opportunity and the uh, space that uh, allowing other people to get to know me. Uh, so yeah, if you would like to follow along, uh, you know, if you can follow my Instagram at Clay Clemens or, you know, at Jukarta as well. It spells J-E-W-K-A-R-T-A uh, for my uh, foot blogging <laughs> with my boyfriend. And that's, you know, you can use it every, every time you come to Vancouver, go check out my page and you'll be able uh, to see and to know where to go for a great eats in Vancouver. Beautiful. <laughs> I might use it because I'm planning to go next year to Vancouver. Maybe. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> but again, Clay, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye. Again, Clay, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for listening. This is Aaron Deliosa from Immigrant's Life. I'll see you guys later.